here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, and welcome to this Halloween special! Hello, 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 Ian here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, and I want to welcome four amazing guests onto the show for this Halloween spooktacular, see what I've done there, and I cannot wait to get a chance to speak with these four amazing people, I have spoken to some of them before, and two I have never spoken with, and I am so excited, and we have got a little international flavour here up in the house, and uh, we're bringing we're bringing the love from across the globe, and that's what the RGB Gaming Podcast is all about. So before we start, I want to thank everybody that listens to the podcast, because without you, there is no podcast. So let's get started. I am joined by four of the spookiest YouTubers and content creators on the planet. I am joined by Triangle Face from the Retro Gaming Revival. I am joined by Arkin the Rampage Talk. And I am joined by Ali Ali 16 Bits and Bobs and Ray, the GBA Warrior. That's Game Boy Advance and not grievous bodily harm. And I want to thank each and every one of them for giving up their time to come to the RGB Gaming Podcast for Halloween. So guys, going around the room, how are we? How's things? And tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with the triangle face himself, Mr. Tim. Well, thanks very much for having me on. I'm doing very well. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, triangle face, part of the retro gaming revival team. Uh, I think we are the retro gaming equivalent of a boy band, we've been told. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> uh, we all do, we do all sorts on our channel. We tend to have guests on, uh, talk about all sorts of different topics. We try to get other content creators on, people involved in the game industry, mm-hmm. uh, and they also host an Evercade podcast on the channel as well. And uh, whenever we have time, we also upload a few videos about retro gaming, collecting, or playing games and other topics. So yeah, that's the retro gaming revival. Awesome! And what a channel it is, uh, Ali and I had the had the opportunity to uh, recently be on the yeah. on your your channel, and it was a yes. Silent Hill spectacular talking about the Silent Hill transmission. And if you haven't subbed, go check it out because there are a plethora of amazing videos from all the guys from the Retro Gaming Revival. So that takes me on to my next my next victim or my next crazy person that's in the RGB Asylum. And that takes me to Ali, Ali 16 Bits and Bobs. <laughs> Ali, how are you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, my friend. I am getting excited. I'm- enthusiastic for this spectacular special thank you mr ian for allowing me to partake man i have your creepy horror (laughs) if we're letting the if we're letting the lunatics run the asylum this this is the perfect this is the perfect storm the perfect cast for 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 a spectacular uh podcast so ali for those that have been living under a rock and don't know who you are tell us a little bit about yourself your youtube channel socials where can we find you what do you do you can find me at 16 bits and 
bobs drenched in milk, covered oh. in milk usually, getting excited. You know, I, I, every time I get excited, I play in retro games. You'll find me playing some 16-bit. A lot of love for the heyday, the golden days, the Ooh. best days of gaming. The 16-bit days. Big up to the Sega. The Sega Mega Drive. Ooh. And all that kind of stuff. Obviously, I love all the other stuff as well. But you'll find me playing all those games and getting excited and usually getting frothy round the, round, round the mouth. I can't even say because I'm, I'm already frothed up. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Doing all that kind of stuff. Doing all that. He's he's foaming like Cujo. He's foaming like a rabbit dog here, Ali Ali. He's going, uh, he's going crazy on the podcast. And then that takes me on to the next lunatic that's here to run the asylum. Our, this is this is this is amazing. This guy is all the way from Costa Rica, and he has given up his time to come on to the podcast to be spooky, to be sexy, and to give us some of that amazing Costa Rican flavour. I am, of course, joined by the GBA warrior, Ray. Ray, how are you? How's things, my friend? Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Well, I'm actually right now a bit, uh, how can I put this, impressed. I was not aware I was going to be joining (laughs) professionals. I am where, just where, a hobbyist. Where, right? where, where's the professional? Who professionals here, Ray? You are, you are on, on par with I, us. I mean, I'm, I'm right now trying my best to articulate and sound better. You because I, I thought this was going to be like more of a casual conversation. And I, and again, I am, again, impressed in a positive way. So thank you very much for having me. Uh, yes, I'm in Costa Rica. It's 1 p.m. over here. It's sunny. We are about to enter. Uh, we have only two seasons here, as opposed to what most of you might know. And we're about to enter uh, our dry season. So dry, uh, yeah, a dry, dry season. We dry. are we are entering the we are com- we're sort of autumnal, coming into wet, wonderful winter. And you have got summer yeah. and dry. <laughs> Don't don't fool yourself, right? Costa Rica is always eighty percent plus humidity, oh, so it's okay. dry, but it's not dry. It's just that it's not raining twenty four hours a day. But thank you, thank you uh, for having me. It's great to meet you all, and uh, pretty uh, appreciating this opportunity. Ray, you're an absolute legend, uh, absolute legend. Ray, tell tell us this about the, about the Instagram. Tell us a little bit about your Instagram account. Yeah, well. Um, Everything began back in like 2020 mm-hmm. during the pandemic. I I kept my Game Boy Advance and a couple games throughout from my childhood. But then I mm-hmm. said to myself, I would like to play some Pokemon trading card game. Bought it, bought yep. it, bought the card, and it it became it, it was a rabbit hole that I've been going down through ever since. Uh, I was again. I, I had some of my games from childhood. But I just been collecting since like collecting since 2022. Uh, I am over 200 GVA cards right now. Uh, there is a lot of garbage, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's also quite fun. Uh, I'm I'm actually at some point I said to myself uh, maybe I'll try doing some YouTube or whatnot. But I don't think I have the time. And not and and listening to you guys, I definitely 
thing I don't have the skills either. So Ray, don't sell I, yourself short. You have, you have the skills, my friend. As as long as you can come on, be yourself and, and, and you know, that's it. That's that's what we love. And if you ever need any help, we will certainly help you out and, and, yes. and give you some advice. It won't be good advice, but it'll be advice nonetheless. But Ray, listen, thanks so much, man, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And of course our last guest is the sexy beast. It is <laughs> <laughs> our Peter Andre. It is our I don't even know, you're so beautiful. I'm just I, I can't keep my oh, eyes off you. I am have I got still beautiful now. Oh you are, it doesn't matter. It's 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 beneath the skin that counts. I am of course talking about the Herculean, the rampage <laughs> talk. Talk. Thank you, thank you. How thank are you, you, my friends? <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Arkin, that is actually a... made me happy coming on. Arkin, it's always a pleasure. You. It's an awesome pleasure yeah, to have yeah. you on. You, your, your, your profile picture on YouTube is frightening, and you know you, yeah, you look like yeah. you look like someone that would you know beat beat me yeah. up very quickly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. I mean, uh... I'm going to pull back from all the, the, the beautiful gestures and stuff just in case I get beat. Or, or even worse, I get accused for something for you. So, <laughs> he's already broke the arms. He's already broken someone's arms. I'm holding Edwin's arms in my hands right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The man, the man is strong. Arkin, tell me this and tell me no more. How's things? How's the channel? What do you do? Where can we find you? Well, <laughs> all good. I mean, I'm fairly new on the old... Uh, YouTube front. I'm still trying to find my way. I create frantic videos. Just uh, you might have to check them out to see what they're about. Um, you, yeah, just main, just YouTube, just YouTube on the on the socials. I don't have anything else yet. Yes, excellent. And of course, there is a, there is a family connection here, Arkham, because you're not just here because of your good looks and your charm. You're <laughs> actually here because you're connected to one of these retrobits. And can you explain which one it is and what the connection um, is? I can. I'm connected to the girth tuber of the year, the one and only <laughs> Ali Ali 16 bits and bobs. Yes. <laughs> That's correct. It's true. It's true. It's true. The girthiest but, of I, them all. I, I, I got there because of the rampage talk because he put out <laughs> oh, all no, the videos no. for me while I was away on holiday. So <laughs> it's all down to him. You have a great PR so, team, Ali. Yeah, so so half, yeah. of the, half of the girth is belongs to the rampage that's it Half I'll the, take that we'll off. share we'll, we'll hold it together. We're good good oh yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold the girth end we'll hold it together Ray, in case you're you're wondering what the hell is going on, Ali Ali has won like this. Um, what can I say? This UK gaming based accolade where he's won a golden penis, and it's yes, called it um, the 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 project's called Girth Tuber. So you can imagine the girth, you know. So so he Ali won it. Like he came up it. against other girthy people, and Ali has become the Girth Tuber of the Year for 2022. And uh, and if if you if you go and check out Ali's channel uh ray you'll you'll see his journey from um, journey. the journey of girthiness so it is uh, it's, it's worth checking out it really really it's worth, is it's worth subscribing to it and is you did get my vote as well so yes you did Tim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i voted you for did. you as well you did yep you did and a uh, big big love for that big yep. love for that uh, awesome awesome we're we're sharing the love Good so stuff. Whenever we're whenever we're finished, we can we can swap contact details, and everybody can mm-hmm. sub to each other's channel. And we'll have we'll have a bit of, we'll have a bit of fun with that. But listen, guys, are we ready to get into our spectacular session? 
Are you ready for that? Blood is boiling right now. Awesome. So when we come back, we will be talking about the games that we play on Halloween night. Hello, 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 and welcome back to this Halloween spectacular. That is the RGB Gaming Podcast. And I am joined by four of the creepiest, the deadliest, the scariest tubers and content creators around. I'm joined by Tim, Ali, Ray, and Arkin. And we are going to be talking about the games that we want to play or the games that we would recommend that you play on Halloween night. So, let's take it from the top. Tom, because you're at the top of the screen, I'm picking on you first. Tom, you've won you've one opportunity here to play a, a, a horror game on Halloween night. What are we playing? So, my recommendation is going to be the Game Boy game Deadus. Oh, Deadus. Um, if you're not playing it for it's also on the Evercade. So I played it originally in the Evercade. Nice. And twofold reasons, really. I'm also thinking from a practical point of view, if it's Halloween night, you're going to have people knocking on your door, trick-or-treating. Yes. If you've got a handheld game, you can pause it. I was going to suggest some VR titles because I do love a bit of horror in VR. But you're going to be constantly taking your heads off to ask the door, unless you've got someone manning the door for you. Uh, so I thought yes. Dennis would be a good, uh, good option. Um, it is... It's, it's a game that you you could complete it in one sitting, I think. It's, it's not too long. You can sit it and you could actually play through perhaps all in that one night. So you're going to have a full end-to-end experience. Mm-hmm. But you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you only played it once. You have to go back and play it again. The amount of times you're speaking to characters and you just go, oh, right. And so if you go back, so if you have not played this before, it is a game where you start off, um, you have a dream that the world is going to end in three days. And you get up and you walk around the town and you're trying to uncover this mystery as to why you've had this dream. And when you feel like you've done enough, you can go back to your bed and start to go to sleep. And then the day game advances by a day. So you trigger the day advancing by going back to sleep. You have another nightmare. The world's going to end in two days. Then the world's going to end in one day. And there's a multitude of different endings. And it's just it, it's just a really charming game. The uh, dialogue in it, the mystery, and just the amount of layers to it. When you realise what's going on, it starts off, you think, you know, this is a bit slow. It's a bit slow to get started. By the time you get to like halfway through the second day, you think, this is actually pretty creepy. Something really mm-hmm. messed up. It's got some Silent Hill vibes, to be honest, Ooh. in there as well. And it's uh, yeah, very fun experience. When I first played it, I was thinking, "Where's the combat?" I was missing the combat. I was like, oh, "I feel like I need to be fighting people or doing something." But actually, once I got really into it, it's like, "No, this is a very story-driven game, and it's like a mystery puzzle solver uh, with lots to do." And I don't feel like I actually need that. Once I got into it, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Ooh. I think it's a good, good story game, and also practical that you can pause it and put it down if you've got it on a handheld. That, that sounds that sounds great, and uh, the mm. fact that you could get some Silent Hill vibes Ooh. on the Game Boy sounds sounds pretty good. <clears throat> sounds pretty good. Ooh. So, so tell me this: you, you'd mentioned trick or treating, then, Tom. <laughs> trick or treating. So, you know what's uh, what's the, the what's the weirdest thing you've ever dressed up as for Halloween? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know if I've ever dressed up as anything weird. 
Um, I te- I'm a bit cheap, to be honest. I tend to just reuse costumes, okay. um, you know, rather than buying a new Halloween costume every year. Um, but I've got a, I don't know if it's weird, but I've got like a wizard type thing, but it's like a beard and a wig, but it makes it very hot around your face and you're constantly pulling stuff out your eyes. Um, and that comes with just like a black cape type thing. So I suppose so, that's... So a, that's that's the costume you've season. been reusing since you were 12? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's true. I think I actually got a... Uh, I, do, I don't know if it's really Halloween, but I, do, I did have like a Mario costume. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I got like the, dun- like the actual dungarees and white gloves and stuff, but I don't know if I could really get away without Halloween because it's not really... Nice. Yeah. Perhaps I could do like a zombie Mario or something and, you know... Make make it into a Halloween costume, but yeah, I've never really gone all out for the costumes. You see some people online who have got incredible sort of talent in making costumes and doing makeup and yep. stuff, and completely yeah, I I would just put on a mask or a wig. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. Well, well, rumor has it that uh, Ali and Arkin dress up as plumbers and go around and service um, people's washing machines, <laughs> and plumbers don't wear ties. Remember so. You know, um, no, there's, there's got to be a call out fee first for us to come over. You know, we don't, we, yeah. we don't come out. We don't, we're not cheap. You know, you've got to pay for good quality. You've got to pay for good girls. Well, this yes. this is it, and I think that's the type of plumbers you guys are. We're not going to find you on check a trade or anywhere. You know, you no, are going to be no, you know, no, no. black market, black market. That's it. And whenever you walk into the house, there's going to be like. Waka wow wow waka wow wow music playing whenever you guys walk in. So in our tool bag, all we've got is baby lotion. We like to we like to oil up the pipes and ourselves. We like, we like to get the oiled everywhere, don't we? That's it. Oil and milk. You rub my yeah, back. You rub my oh. chest. Oh, is it true? I rub yours. Oh. Rub my back. I rub yours. Yes. Nice, nice, and that's what Halloween is. Yes. So, that's Ali, what, what about what about you then, Ali? What's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever dressed up for as Halloween? Uh, do you know, do you, I don't necessarily know about Halloween, but I, I'm a big dresser upper. Oh, nice. I absolutely love it. My friend, who she lives in South Africa now, mm-hmm. but she used to hold the best fancy dress party. So every year was a fancy dress party, and me and my friend Chris would always try and outdo each other. I've gone as Jack Sparrow, who I, I I'm an absolutely big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. I've gone as a tiger with a full makeup. And do you know what? She had a party called Out of Africa. So it was um Africa inspired. Oh, nice. And I thought I'd dress up as a tiger. And I went to full effort. And then someone said to me, You know, by the way, there's no tigers in Africa. <laughs> and he just came up to me and purposely said that. Yeah, by the way. You can't see, obviously, you can't see this because of podcasts, but Ray shaking his head, going, no, no tigers in Africa. Definitely <laughs> yeah. not. Ray, I, no I don't know. Ray, what about you? Halloween, do you celebrate uh, it over there? Yeah, well, it's not a local tradition. It's very frowned upon, Ooh. especially Costa Rica is quite Ooh. Christian. Why not? Yes, uh, yes, but yes, I have been. I've I've been known throughout my life for costume making. I'm a big Halloween fan. Mm. It's my second favorite party of the year. Uh, the weirdest these guys have ever done. I don't know nothing because I always I I I take it too seriously. Probably, I've dressed up. I won. 
multiple costume contests already in my life. Oh, cool. Uh, right now, I just became a father. I have a two-year-old. So now, all of that effort is being poured into this kid. So yes. I just posted a couple of days ago his Halloween disguise for this year, and um, he already won his first award. So <laughs> uh, I am just passing on the mantle, literally, like a mantle for to him. Um, but weirdest, weirdest? Nothing. I mean, I've done all the staples, vampire, samurai, yes. uh, whatever. But yeah, that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Put my wig and beard to shame there. You know, I just had a wig and a beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you, 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 for that. Yeah, yeah, you kind of put a pair of, uh, you, yeah, a pair of yeah. arms, and you kind of put thumbs. Yep, yeah, exactly. As twelve, as twelve-year-olds. <laughs> I need to add my game, I think, with hands Yeah, <laughs> and, I need to go and get myself a whole body. Or <laughs> and Arkan, what about you then? Halloween night. What? What's the? What's the weird and wackiest thing you've ever dressed up as? What? Oh God, myself. Oh, <laughs> but harsh. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> when my the real my real self comes out. It's not a pretty sight. <laughs> I'm always angry. It's, see, it's, it's it sounds like funny, age. but it's actually one of the hardest things you can actually do. This year, I said to myself, "I'm gonna leave, finally going to let go of all the things you keep up for society and just be yourself." So, this year Halloween party, I'm gonna take my headphones. I'm gonna just dance to my own music, be myself. Have you know, a psycho? <laughs> Man, I've been told that before. Funny, funny story. You, you've been all talking about spooky. I've been to prison. So, oh. who's the spookiest here? Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, it just got real. It's serious. You're out. I know. <laughs> so, oh, you don't ask that, Dali. You don't ask. The, that's the last question. You don't ask. No. What's the answer? You ask Here's a twist to the story. I've been to prison because I was sleeping in a park. So oh. some some oh. kind higher kind hearted officer came to me and said, Friend, it's a cell, but would you rather stay here than on the park? And I said, Yes, thank you, officers. <laughs> so, how, how long we didn't so, how long we didn't bird for? How long we in prison for? One night. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> but you come uh, out with- it's always, it's always, it always impresses to say people. Well, I've been to prison, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. then the story comes full fold, and it's just nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It it inspired me. So I have tattoos on my body, and my theme has been prison, prison style, right? Yeah. So cool. it it really inspired me. It it, yeah. it it made me into someone that single night. In a, in a jail cell, right? Well, so. that's, that's good. You know, Ali's been in a few jail cells and... Yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. Well, cages. He's been dancing in cages. It's not really the same thing. He's a cage yeah. dancer, so it doesn't really... Yeah, he doesn't like we look hard. <laughs> we yeah, definitely yeah. looked apart. Yeah, he hates ketchup. <laughs> what about you, Ian? I'm sure Ian spent a few nights in a creepy cell. Oh, uh, every night. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Northern Ireland. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ali, same question to you. It yeah. is Halloween night, and you're you're going to recommend a spooky, spectacular game. What are what's your what's your weapon of choice? What are you picking? Well, well, I'm not going to be as practical as Tim because Tim's already thought about answering the door. Yeah, my door is locked. Most kids, 
They ain't getting those sweets. Those, those treats are for me. I've worked hard enough all day. I'm going to go for a game which... I suppose it's not an old game. It came out five years ago, maybe ten years ago. Little Nightmares. Oh. It's a game I instantly fell in love with. I yes. originally played it on the PS4. And it's a weird little game where you play a, a character called Six. He's a little boy who wears a yellow anorak mm-hmm. coat kind of thing. 2D side-scrolling puzzle kind of platform game and the environment is just really kind of grotesque it's a game of hide and seek pretty much where you've got to kind of work your way navigate around the level hiding that may mean hiding under tables because you play a small character but it's kind of in a perspective where the world is huge because you're so tiny it's almost as if you're looking, it's like a doll's house mm-hmm. kind of. Um, yeah. You've got these kind of creatures, these ugly, and and saying it's 2D, it's kind of that 2D, but it's kind, it looks 3D because mm-hmm. they're kind of rendered, the, the characters and everything. And there's not a lot of music to it. Music only comes into the game where there's some kind of suspense building up or there's some urgency. But yeah. it's all about the sounds and the sounds the creatures make and you've got kind of tiptoe doors opening, drawers opening. Um, The physics in the game is amazing where you've got to solve the puzzles and all of that kind of stuff. The imagery is amazing. Um, Yeah, it's a game... Everyone's heard of it. I'm guessing in yeah. here, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, um, you know, it didn't go under, yeah, it didn't go yeah. under the radar or anything. Yeah. But it is a game where I originally saw it at a gaming show, mm-hmm. and it just had one playable level. But I just remember seeing the graphics, the art style. You know, I'm really into my artwork anyway. But I just, and I'm a massive 2D player anyway i love that 2d and even though there's 3d because you're going back and forth it's left to right but you can go into the level you know you can go into the background hide in the shadows you can come forward and navigate in Mm. essence it's a it's a a side scroller though which is you know i'm a big fan of and i just fell in love with it it is one of my i would say it's one of my favorite games and it was a hard choice between this and a very similar game which i absolutely love which is limbo Oh, um, Lumbo's amazing. Oh, an amazing game. Yeah. A beautiful Lumbo. game. But if we're talking about other games later on, I'll mention it. But yeah. for me, I went with Little Nightmares. I absolutely awesome. love it. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Yeah. So, Little Nightmares, which brings me on to uh, it's a great segue. And it's Ooh. Halloween. So let's talk about nightmares. Let's talk about our phobias <laughs> at Halloween. <laughs> so last night we got a insight on the on the retro gaming revival and the some phobias. Ollie was afraid of milk. And Tom, you have a you have a an odd phobia. Can you can you divulge I, I would, again what that is? I wouldn't call it a phobia as such. I just I was just trying to comfort Ollie and make him feel a bit better because we were sort of uh, drawn to attention to his fear of milk. And I was like, I kind of get it because I've got a weird thing about baked beans. It's again, I wouldn't call it a phobia. I'm not like scared of beans, but I just kind of have a real disliking for them. But not just I choose not to eat them. If I'm serving up food for someone else, there's beans in the plate. 
I just don't like being around. It's just a bit of a weird thing. Or if I'm doing the washing up and there's been beans on the plate and there's sauce left over, I'm like, I'll do it, but it's just a little bit uncomfortable. I just don't like it. It's weird. It's a weird thing. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a phobia as such. But, but it's a little bit beyond just disliking them. It's somewhere in between. It's a weird thing. Oh, my oh. God. Baked beans. So <laughs> I wouldn't te- I wouldn't be able to tell you why. It's not like I had some sort of traumatic experience with baked beans as a child or anything <laughs> like, like that. Again. It's just a weird thing. I don't know what it is. The, the baked bean <laughs> chased you down the street. And that's all. <laughs> I knew so much of the same thing with custard. Like this, oh, we're going they deep, hated, they hated custard. Irrationally hated custard. Oh, I love you know, custard. So, custard's working. I know, right? Like, what's wrong with custard? Nice, you know, you nice. just have this, have this weird thing with custard. Suddenly, so, again, oh, yeah, custard's nice. What about you, Ali? Any phobias, Ooh. fears, nightmares based on your oh, little this nightmare? A, this is a really weird one. I've grown out of it now. It hasn't happened for about three years, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if my cousin Big T knows about it. But Ooh. I used to get a lot of sleep paralysis Ooh. a lot of the time. And this is where you're lying on the bed, and it's imagine you, you looking at yourself on the bed, stuck, and I, I can't physically get up. Oh. You're like pinned down to the bed, yeah. and the only way I found out to get out of it was to scream. So, as a child, I had it as a child. My parents would run into the, the bedroom with me screaming, and it happened since I was like six years old, and it only stopped about three years ago. I would say. But, like, previous partners, I would freak them out because I would literally <laughs> scream, really scream because it was the only way to break, to get up. Like, it was such a bizarre thing. And I don't know if it's... I don't know 100% what it's caused by, but I don't know if it was stress. I can't have been stressed as a six-year-old kid unless... I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. But I haven't... Touch wood, I haven't had it for... Three, four years now, you know, really bizarre though. Well, that's but good. that was really freaky. That was really freaky. That's, that's doing, sound, that. that's Tell them, take note. That's a real phobia, a real nightmare. <laughs> Big beans doesn't call it. <laughs> custard. Beans and custard. <laughs> <laughs> we can just see like Freddy Krueger running around with trifle sponges instead of claws. An elastic band with beans. I'm going to stir your custard, boy. So yeah, we're uh... <laughs> Ray. Nightmares. Ali's talking. Or Ali, Ali's talking about little nightmares. What about you? Any nightmares or phobias or things that you're afraid of? I uh, first I have a question for Tim. Have you? Do you know? Are you familiar with natto beans, the Japanese ones? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I can't say that, but I don't have any issues with like other beans. So, like, uh, you know, I'll have like pinto beans and kidney beans and a chili and things like that. It's, oh, just, it's just the baked beans, I think. I mean, just casually Google it Na- natto beans, double T. Okay. Right? It's, it's because. They're beans, but they're also disgusting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I would understand so if someone would say, "I have something for natto beans." All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're not getting no support here, Tom. You're not getting no support. No support. You're getting now, ridiculed um, by the bean. I have two irrational fears, which have been with me all my life. Just like Ali, I am afraid. Irrational, one hundred percent. I am afraid of aliens, and I'm afraid of zombies. Like real fear of those things uh i don't know 
they just been with me ever ever since I was like a wee. Uh, I I saw this documentary about the alien autopsy. Yep. And it, it marked me. And it, yep. ever since I've been afraid of aliens. And yep. then sometime later, I saw one of those uh, spinoffs. Or, the, or I, I'm pretty sure it was not the original Light Night of the Living Dead. But mm-hmm. I saw a zombie movie very early in my childhood. Totally irresponsible on my on my parents, and it marked me too. So, too very irrational. I know they are irrational. I know it's very far fetched, not impossible, just far fetched for those those scenarios to happen in real life. But I am afraid of that. Other than that, uh, no, not really. Nothing. I've never faced anything that I've has like really scared me in my life. So yeah. What about alien autopsy? Is amazing though, isn't it? Yeah, but alien it is really good. And, and imagine oh, seeing it that. with six years old. I mean, it really <laughs> marked me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember how old I was when like X Files was first oh. on TV. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I absolutely loved the X Files, so that was yeah. first out. And that had like not all of it was actually aliens, was there? There's a lot of other supernatural stuff in there, but they actually had did quite have quite Creepy. a few arcs that were all about aliens mm. and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, X Files was probably was too young to be watching that when it was on telly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it came out how old I was, but I was probably yeah. too young to be watching that. Do you, do you remember a program? I don't know uh, if everyone saw it. It's, it was called V, just the letter V. Yeah. Yes, yeah. amazing. Yeah. So my parents used to watch that, but that was my bedtime. But I always caught a little glimpse of it before I went to bed, and I was like, oh. "This is freaky." It's when I used to eat rats. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Is that the original thing? they did a remake. Yeah, I have seen the remake. I've not seen the original. I saw the original. 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 <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Oh, so that, not anymore that's, a, that's an interesting point uh, I'll, I'll come back to that I'll, I'll wanna, I want to talk about that translation point in a wee minute Arkin what about you you don't strike me as someone who's scared of anything but what what is your what is your I'm little not, nightmare you're or your fear you're just you're too hard you're a hard man that's, that's, you're that's... correct <laughs> now there's, there's, two, there's there are two things there are two but there are actually two things I, I, I don't get me wrong I'm not scared I'm not, I'm not scared of anything. Not scared. I just, I just don't like them. Okay, it's two mm. things. Oh, and it, really, there's one thing. There's one thing that still sticks with me now, and that's spiders. Mm-hmm. Spiders. I just don't like spiders. Yeah. Fucking creep. Sorry, creep me out. <laughs> uh, creep, creep me out. Yeah, those like, the legs, the the lankiness, the the crawling. Just the, no, no, just don't go near them. The other thing, I'm pretty much in real life. You know, I'm all right. You know, I'm not really that bad but what really scarred me was the original it with tim curry yeah the clown oh, yeah. that man film. whenever i saw clowns I, when I, <laughs> after that film that was it i just saw him yeah i just saw him every time and i was like no man that scarred me for life yeah i think one that i struggled no. with was uh with nightmare on elm street just because the concept yeah, that was he comes was. after you yeah. in your dreams so it's like, if I have a nightmare about Freddy Krueger, is that then going to yeah. be like an even psychological worse yeah. nightmare? Because it's going to be playing in your mind. But uh, I don't think yeah. I've ever actually had a nightmare about Freddy Krueger. So it's yeah. <laughs> but I was always a little bit worried that I might. I was always like, oh, I hope I don't have a dream about Freddy Krueger because that probably freak you out a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. As long as you don't have dreams Ooh. about Heinz beans, we're all right. Tim, what about if they're canned? Canned beans? I mean, if they're in the can, like, as long as the can's are open, like, I can be near them. Like, I, know, I, mean, I would want, it's like, well, I think it's like if I'm doing the washing up and someone's had beans on their plate and, like, yeah. just know, I'd rather not. If, but it's not like I'm actually going to avoid being near them. It's just, I would yeah, not yeah. choose to go near them. You don't have to yeah. avoid like the the bean aisle when you're going shopping. Like, no, nah, it's not that bad. Yeah, that it's not that bad. <laughs> I think uh, if it was that bad, I would consider it a phobia. If I was like, no, I can't get yes, the bean exactly. aisle because that's actually then impacting my life a bit. Yeah. I don't think my dislike of beans impacts my life in any way. Yeah, mm. uh, beans. I'm just going to think of what? buying triangle face now. Yeah, triangle face. Yeah, I was going to say. What about what about Mr. Bean? Is it like a real phobia? Like you cannot be yeah, like no, physically in the same spot, uh, or it's just like you don't no, like them? No, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that uh, bad. It's it, yeah. No, I just I don't I don't want to touch them or pick them up. Mm-hmm. Only if I have oh. to. Yeah. Oh, oh. so I'm, I'm normally fine with spiders if I can see them and I can like you know do the whole cut bit of cardboard thing to get rid yeah. of them. Doesn't bother me at yeah. all. But if one of them creeps up on me and I turn around and it's like there, oh. I'll have that immediate like immediate yeah. shock Flinch. factor. Yeah. Like if you feel something in your hand and look down, there's a spider on your hand. You're like Ugh. like that. I don't like. But if I can see it, it's far away. And I can approach yeah. it in my own time, and then it's not a problem. Yeah. 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 All right. Creepy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a massive. Not a massive fan of spiders. But yeah. listen, we digress. Ray, Halloween nights. What are we playing? I had, of course, to represent my main uh, thing. So I picked a classic. It's almost twenty-three years for this one. Twenty-two. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Game Boy Advance Metroid Fusion. I know it does not come Ooh. through as a horror game. But that game really builds dread in you. I don't know if you guys have played it, but uh, yeah. and and nice. and first a bit of context. Even though I said I'm not afraid like of stuff, I've always been uncomfortable. I'm a, I'm a skittish when it comes to like being uh, chased or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. horror games for me have never been like about how ugly the creature is or how many spikes or tentacles or whatever that's pretty tolerable for me but it's like your things with spiders they can be there mm-hmm. evil creatures horrible creatures can be there mm-hmm. but if they start creeping at me then i get scared so this particular <laughs> metroid fusion <laughs> builds dread because you are chased throughout the game by the main antagonist which is this uh, the parasite x that mimics samus samus i don't know how it's said yeah, i think uh, you're right i think it's samus i think you're right yeah samus that's what, that's what i call her yeah samus all right so uh this character chases you throughout the game and it's super powerful it looks like Samus, so it's not really scary until the very end when it transforms, but it really mm-hmm. builds a sense of horror on you as you play through the game. And and I, and again, because of that, that I told you that context, I've never been like too keen to playing horror games. Yep. The first Dead Space, I never managed to finish it. There was this, Bloody when you God. release this big monster that chases you, I took out the disc of the Xbox 360, <laughs> put it in a case, never booted it again. Uh, 
the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube, I have very bad memories of this enemy that they introduced, the Red Death, which were the zombies that you were not burning. Man, I finished that game, put it in its case, and never And I am, and again, very skittish. I used to play Dead Space during daytime, lights on, people in the house, door open, like not the right setting for horror games. And even even like that, was not able to finish it. But yeah, Metroid Fusion, uh, again, nice. it's interesting that Tim brought a Game Boy game to the, to the, as his suggestion, because you would, you would not think that something as detached as a handheld and as a, a, a game with pixels and whatnot could build such a, horror theme uh, around it, yeah. right? Uh, it's easy nowadays, I think, with games like Outlast and some others that are quite mm. scary yeah. that mm. to, to, to get you to feel that dread. Mm. But uh, having it in a handheld and still feel that urgency, that horror, it really makes me think that it stands out. And, and it's a bit of a trope because many I've seen many videos and many... Uh, read papers about how Metroid Fusion is actually more a horror game than anything else, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So that's it. That's my recommendation. Nice. Don't play it with lights off. When you <laughs> <laughs> awesome, right? That's an that's an awesome awesome choice, and that, and that sort of lingers in my mind with uh, with another question to digress with. You can see there's a, there's a bit of a pattern here. What about when we first played a scary game? Right, so out of all the horror games that we've played, what is the game that stands out the most to give us like the biggest scare? So, Tom, horror games, can is there one that you can recount and think, oh, when I played that, this is what happened and this is what made me scared? Yeah, I think absolutely the first playthrough of Resident Evil 7 in VR. Oh. I, I played that through a game through multiple times. I absolutely loved it. And I love the story, love the characters. Multiple. But nothing beats that first playthrough when you don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much more scary because you're going into rooms where like you might not encounter uh molded for a while, but you don't know that there's nothing there. So it's yeah. the atmosphere of it. When you're playing it through like if you're on your second or third run, you know like, okay, there's nobody in this room for a while, I can just walk around. Yeah. But the first time you play it is is really creepy. Yeah. Uh, and like the first section where you're in the, the hut before you get to the main house and his, his girlfriend's there and, you know, she starts just running past you, just appears in front of you and always jumps a bit. So that's really good. But then the bit that I actually jumped at the most was there's a section where you play, and I can't remember the, what name of the um, the girl now that you take over, um, the girl that he's going to try and find. Oh, um, Mia? Maya? <laughs> Yes, that's it. Thank you. Yes. So you, you take over as her for a bit um, and you go into your inventory, you've got no weapons, no items, and you're, you're just on your own, you're walking through. And there's this section where you're going through um, the ship and there's like mould on the walls, obviously the end of the dialogue, the moulded creatures that come down. And there's one moment where I just caught out the corner of my eye, because it's in VR, so I've got that thing around the, the full vision. I just catch a little bit of mould out the corner of my eye and I Ooh. thought there was a moulded right next to me and it really made me jump and I turned around it was actually just a bit of scenery. There wasn't an enemy there. It was a yeah. bit of mould on the banister and I, threw, I paused it and took my headset off and I had my, my Fitbit on and my heart rate was up 
really hard. Oh, my so I was like, it just oh, shook me up. So I was like, I don't have any weapons. I don't have anything on me. I'm walking around in this really creepy ship, and I just thought it was there. But it was actually the thing that scared me the most in that game was a bit of mold on a banister. It wasn't, wasn't even a real enemy. Uh, that's that's how good the, the the scenery was and how how good it set you up. How, yeah, has has anybody yeah. else here? Has anybody else played that in VR? Yes, I, I've, oh, never very briefly, oh, I've never very played it. Very briefly, seven. I am correct in thinking it starts off where your hands are tied into the chair and a woman comes at you with a knife. Is that? Am I correct? And um, that's no, no, not the very start. It's after. There's like a bit of a. I pre- played that. Pre- so game. maybe I played yeah. that. At the it is point. near the start. It is near the yeah, start. So there's I, a bit where you see Maya, and then you go to the baker's house. Yeah. And right at the start, you're in the baker's house. And there is a bit where they stick a knife in your eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I yeah. went to my yeah. uh, friend Stephen's house, I must have jumped into the game at that point, and I literally had it on for thirty seconds, and I took it off. I couldn't. And we, we, we've spoken about it briefly before. I just can't handle that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Big T knows about that. We play uh, together. We can't play these games mm-hmm. on our own. No yeah. way. I can't do no. Yeah. I love I VR. can't do any horror games yeah. on my own. No, we can't. We well, let can't. alone VR. That's crazy. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's, yeah, there's another one I recommend. It's, it's pro- I think how much you can get for now. It's quite a cheap game. It's like a fairly small third party game, I think. It's called Dread Halls. And I first got that on when I first dipped my toe into VR. I didn't want to spend loads of money on a big, expensive VR headset. I think I had a Samsung Galaxy 8 at the time, and you could get the Gear VR headsets for like 50 yeah, quid. That's right. And you put your phone in the front of the headset and you could turn it into a VR unit. And there's a game I got on that called Dread Halls. Uh, and it's you're literally walking around these halls um, like a maze trying to find items and, and you're trying to get these things to unlock stuff. But the music in that and the atmosphere is really creepy you have to psych yourself up to play that because you can hear all these enemies around and actually you don't encounter many enemies in it but you constantly think that you're about to walk around the corner and see a creature again you have no weapons you see a creature you just have to turn around and leg it the other way yeah. until the tense music dies down but yeah that's probably a close second i think yeah. and ali no. same question to you what yeah. what horror game has made you go oh shit all earliest memory of that which which one stands my out the my most earliest memory my earliest memory is the original resi evil yes that iconic world famous shot when you go around a corner with that cut scene or that zombie yeah munching drooling that, that, <laughs> do you know what that, that's probably one of the most famous forget about horror that's probably one of the most famous images in Games, that, yeah, that yeah, such yeah. an iconic image that that picture, and I was I was at the age where I was able to play that where it when it first came out and mm-hmm. experiencing it as everyone else experienced it for the first time, and it it's an awesome game and it's where my love for me personally the the best horror yeah. survival horror franchise for me is the Resident Evil series. I've been I've enjoyed playing all of them right up until me and the Rampage Talk are just about to finish the village. So, so you know, oh, I've, nice. I've played it from number so one all the way up to the village and yeah. I've absolutely loved all of them. And that's probably my first experience playing a, a horror kind of game. I, I, I haven't really played any horror games before that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know when that came out. Around about 96, was it, maybe? Yeah, about 90, that kind of 96, time? 97, or 98. Well, it was on around that time, anyway, off the top yeah, of my head. But yeah, yeah we, that was my first time playing a horror game. And yeah, yeah for me, definitely that game. 
Yeah. And I absolutely love the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ray, what about you? Any any games you remember playing that, that, that scared you so much that you had to go and change your pants? Uh, many. But I'm going to recall, again, very early age, NES. There was this shooter game called Avadox. I don't know if you've heard or seen about it. No. It's very gruesome, the level design and whatnot. Cool. It was the first time a video game made me feel uncomfortable, like in that way, like yeah. this is scaring me. It's an NES game again, A-B-A-D-O-X. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've already told you the Dead Space thing, mm-hmm. but then there was also this other, I also said Outlast. Yes. When I yes. first oh, yeah. tried Outlast, <laughs> the thing with Outlast is that it makes you feel really. Um, you can you cannot do nothing. There is no combat. All you can yeah. do is run. Right. At least in that initial part, to, to the to the spot in which I got in the game, I said to myself, "I cannot. There is no way for me to do anything here." So I I, jo- I only played it like for what five three minutes, and mm-hmm. then. That's it. Uninstalled it. Removed <laughs> 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 completely. Yeah. But, but, but again, that first game, Avadox for the NES, was the first time a game made me scared. So it's very, very early on. That's, uh, that's untrue. I'm dying, to, I'm dying to see what that yeah. game's like. Um, Tom, are you doing any research on that as we speak? Uh, no, it's actually, you made me think of something with a name. There's a VR game, which remind me of this... Um, there's a duck hunt game. It's called Duck Season. Have you ever have you heard of that? Have you seen it? It's like no. I've never actually played it, but I've watched videos of people reacting to it because I think people reacting to it is really funny. So you, it's a game where it's in VR and there's a, you you play as a kid playing duck hunt. Okay. And um, basically, without I can't really not spoil this because um, it's the, the, the the twist is part of the the, the reaction. Oh. You're, this kid playing Duck Hunt, and depending on what you do, there's different things that happen that you can get sucked into the game and you become, you like get pulled into Duck Hunt. And there's one where the dog comes out of the game and comes after you with a knife. Like, up until that point, it's just like, oh, it's a game, you can play Duck Hunt. But VR, and all the videos online where people like have got the game and they've got someone to play it without telling them that it's actually a horror game. Yeah. So they think, oh, play Duck Hunt but in VR. I'm like, oh, this is quite normal, play Duck Hunt on the little Nes and TV. And then all of a sudden, the dog's coming at them with a knife and it's in the room and then people freak out just watching people freak out to this uh, that's amazing that is revenge that does yeah that sounds cool so you know an interesting thing that uh, that I've, I've just picked up on there you know we're talking you know on a serious kind of gaming sort of uh horizon or platform or whatever you want to call it you know the any the power of the nes the power of the game boy the fact that these things have the power to make us scared, or or have a have a, or or leave a, a lasting mark on us, it's it's just that that's what the beauty of gaming is, isn't it? Doesn't matter if it's mm. eight bit, sixteen bit, PS five. Isn't yeah. that amazing that your earliest memory, you know, I think I'm the same as Ali. My my earliest memory is Resident Evil. When you're yeah. walking down the, the corridor as Jill and the birds, or the, sorry, the dogs come through the window. 
You know, <laughs> that, that, that bit absolutely killed me. But, you know, we've got Game Boy games being mentioned. We've got the yeah. NES. You know, so it's, that's that's what the beauty of, of gaming is. And, you know, mm. it's just how, how we all how we all can relate to it and how we all yeah. feel towards all these different uh, themes and storylines and characters. So, so that's, 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 that's really interesting. And that's what I love about these podcasts is that I learn as as I go along because uh, people, people like yourselves have always got brilliant things to, to talk about and uh, and brilliant knowledge to pass on. So Arkin, what about you? What about a game that made you jump? Jump out of your shoes and scream? Oh, um, do you know what? I'm going to say Dead Space 2. Oh, good game. I just, there's parts of that game just it's nuts. Yeah. Like there's a bit when you're in the elevator, there's an the elevator, the elevator bit, oh man. Yeah. All dark, all dark, and then suddenly, bang! You know, this woman's face just comes out. Like this. Oh, what the? <laughs> it, the game is twisted, man. And there's the the part of the laundry room. Have you played it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh, the the, the laundry room. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to ruin it for you, but that is crazy. Well, I might as well say. But if you're going through this laundry room, and then these, you know, it's dead quiet, and then suddenly the uh, washing machine starts to move, starts to move around, and it's yeah. like children's voices it's like what is going on man it's <laughs> oh. a, for a space game it is not a space game at all it is oh it is but it's, it's more of a horror game than anything else yeah there's nothing it more crazy. there's nothing more horrifying than a, a child's voice in a, in a horror game isn't there it's really unsettling no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the worst that's disgusting so Arkin Arkin on that note then what about this uh, what about this remaster or this remake of Dead Space are you excited for that I, no, I didn't even know they were doing a remaster. Yeah, that's coming out I'm, soon. I mean, I, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you, you, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm mainly on wait. the Switch now, so I don't really play. Oh, okay. um, that's mm. the thing I kind of moved away from Xbox. Mm. I was a lot of Xbox back then, but now I'm more on Switch. So yeah, I think yeah. The, I think this is fair to say the Switch I think has a has a nice catalog of horror games that uh, that that that's available and. Um, yeah. You know some of these limited run games and stuff, and some of these more obscure games that you can't get for other consoles. So you know the, the switch, the switch is definitely, is definitely, uh, it's definitely holding its yeah. uh, holding its own. So Arkan, then we come back to you. Then Halloween night, what horror game are you going to recommend? Michael Myers is coming to your house to play video <laughs> games. What are you playing? I'll sit down with Mike Myers and play The Evil Within. Oh, what a game! Mm. Amazing game, yeah, man. Twisted, supernatural, twisted game, twisted game. It's I think it's the same guys, isn't it? The same guy who was the creator of Resident Evil, isn't it? Get made. Um, what, I, made I, this game? I'm or, not too. I'm know, not too I sure. Think, I think. Yeah, I think, it's got I like think a, you're right. Yeah, I think it's got like right. a Resident Evil vibes in there, yeah. and kind of a bit like Silent Hill kind of vibes as well. Survival. It's very supernatural, twisted, psychological, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy yeah. game. <laughs> I never played the second one, but yeah, it's it's nuts. Definitely, yeah. it's definitely worth a try. Yeah, the, the first game, the Evil Within, is amazing game. I, I remember playing that when the one first came out. And the, I think I bought it on launch yeah. or whatever. And I was like, mind was yeah. absolutely blown. <laughs> that that first what was going on. that first level where you're kind of sneaking about, where it looks like there's a big yeah. guy doing a bit of butchery, and he's well, he's he's all his bodies hanging. What a game! What a choice! Absolute brilliant choice. Now, if it was me on Halloween night and I had to suggest a game, listen, 
we are going to do honourable mentions, so you will get a chance to, to throw out some Ooh. other games that uh, that you you think could Ooh. could cut could make the cut could cut the mustard could cut yeah. the custard on Tim's uh, Tim's case. <laughs> but we are we are we are going to have honourable mentions. But for me, there is this uh, there's an amazing game on the PlayStation Four, and it's called Home. Sweet home. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it before. It is one creepy, creepy, scary game. And you can pick it up now relatively cheap. And um the premise of the game is you it's it's a bit it's first person. It's a bit like um it's a bit like the Evil Evil Inside, is that the first person game on the PlayStation 5? I think Ollie has it. It's a bit like PT. It's a bit like those types of games where you're kind of walking around but you can't really do you can't really do anything apart from hide and you know so mm. you wake up in this uh, in this room in this attacky little bedroom and you don't know where you are and uh, you've always been on the on the drink or you've been on the piss the night before and you wake up in this strange room <laughs> and um and uh, you 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 don't know where to go and uh, you you start following the you start you leave the you leave the room you start following these corridors, and as as you follow, as you try to make your way out, you follow the corridors to try and get out. You make your way down flights of stairs, but as you're doing that, you catch a glimpse of this um this attractive woman. She's, she's she is she is nice. She's nice, beautiful. That's the only way to describe it. Not being a not being a creep. She's a, she's a, she's a very attractive woman. But you only catch like a, a fleeting glimpse of her, and you you're trying to catch up with her because you're going, oh, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, um, how do I get out of here? And you know, where's the exit? It's a bit like that. So the cycle continues on and on and on and on until you can't find her. She walks in the room, then you walk in the room, and she's she's not there. And then the the camera pans left and right, and when you kind of get your your peripheral vision back centered again, there she is, and she turns around and she screams at you, but she's she looks like uh, she looks like the the ghost from the Grudge. She looks like that woman, and she screams and she runs after you. So you, so you have to now you're, you the game is now started. You're being pursued by this woman who has a box cutter. Like a Stanley knife, oh! And oh. whenever you know she's coming, you hear the clicking. This clicking was like <laughs> sounds like oh. that, but that's the oh. that's the box cutter. Oh. That's her flicking the blade up and down. Yeah. So the whole thing, the whole point of this game is that is to try and escape, but you're you're escaping from her too. But turns out then she's paranormal. She can she can walk through walls, and you know we, we start to unlock a mystery of why what happened to her. She's she's she turns out she's dead. She's a ghost, and uh, she's been obviously cut by this or killed by this knife or whatever it is. So we we unravel. So it's it's not a long game, but it is uh, it is creepy and it is full of uh, it's full of suspense and drama and and horror. But it's 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 like one of those games where nothing happens for ages, and then next thing, bang, you're like oh. Hot ghost woman's coming after me, and then you have to try and escape her. <laughs> you know, so for Halloween nights, for a game that you could play with your friends, with your family, with whoever it is, for a couple of hours without having to go back to it the next day. Home sweet home on the PlayStation Ooh, nice. Four is Ooh. one that you should check out. And I had a guest on the RGB Gaming Podcast way back at the start. And her name is Helen, and she has got a YouTube channel called Helensky, and she plays horror games. And this is where I first seen the game, and once I seen her playing it, I was like, 
Oh my god, this is amazing! So it's it's a it's a it's a Thai horse. It's based off Thai folklore. It's, it's supposed to be true, of course, mm. but it's a it's a it's a good game and it's a good recommendation for for Halloween for Halloween night. So you can get your you get your sweets and your candy, and when you're finished bobbing <laughs> for apples and you know <laughs> throwing eggs at Tim's house, then go back and play home oh, beans. sweet home flicking beans and not flicking beans throwing beans. We're flicking no beans, yeah. throwing beans. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, where's Goldtooth? He's in there. Get out. <laughs> Whenever we're finished throwing beans at Tom's house, then go home and play home sweet home. So, listen, we still have a wee bit of time, a little bit of time. Yay. And as I said before, Yay. I wanted to talk about the honourable mentions. But before I do that, Ray, I had said about the translation earlier on about these games. Tell me this: Do you play? Do you, you see whenever you, the games are translated? Do they feel different from like the English version of the game? Yes, actually, um, back here in Latin America, up up to the days of the Xbox 360 and the PS3, everything was in English only. Yeah. So we we that's all we we know we knew. Nowadays, mostly everything comes uh, with subtitles in Spanish, and in some rare instances, even comes translated to some sort of Spanish, right? There is a big beef between Latin American Spanish and Spanish from Spain. Uh, I guess it's something like the beef that might exist between English from the U.S. and English from Britain. Uh, So... It changes quite dramatically. The Gears of War series, it's majestic in both English and its Latin American translation. But the Halo series is garbage in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame. shame. (laughs) So there you have it. It changes quite a bit uh, when when you get... I I, I don't like... People here gives me a bad time because I don't like playing games in Spanish, yeah. except for a couple, for a few rare exceptions, like the Gears of War saga in Spanish, magnificent. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has a magnificent Ooh, translation nice. job in Spanish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it changes a lot. Yeah. That's interesting. I just, I just wanted to, I was just, I was just interested mm-hmm. to, to find out if the, if the actual sort of, Obviously, the, the the narrative of the game doesn't change, but the, does the, the does the feel of the game change? And uh, you you you've answered that brilliantly. And um, mm-hmm. it's nice to know that whenever it is translated, there there are some games that can you know that can can cope with it, and some games that still have uh, have the same impact as if it was like originally developed. You know, because I think that happens with a lot of. Uh, I think I, I don't know if I'm wrong. You can jump in here and uh, and uh, object, but I think when a lot of these uh, Japanese horror games are originally created they are in Japanese so we'll be interesting to know how uh, know if uh, if a Japanese yes person or a Japanese speaking person could differentiate I know there's definitely only because I know this because I'm a massive uh, Mega Drive fan Mm -hmm. because I um, and I forgot I forgot um, anyway Splatterhouse 2 oh what a game which is which was one of my honourable mentions. Yeah. But um, the, it's not actually the, the Japanese version makes sense in terms of a story because in the first the first game, um, you play... I'll write his name down because I'm so bad with my um, memory. You play Rick, 
and you save Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And in the first game, you don't actually, the ending of the game, you don't actually save her. But in the second game, you get to. And in, when the second game starts, it says you've got to go back to the house. Mm-hmm. But the house isn't the same. And it's because there's a bad translation from Japanese to English where it says you've got to go back to the hidden house. There's a portal. So in the intro sequence, you see two houses. But when it's translated, but like even from Japanese to English, the English version is kind of confusing. It doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. you don't know what house you're going to. Whereas the Japanese version, you actually know it makes more sense. Yeah. So even even the English don't always get it right either, you know, from yeah. a Japanese version to an English port yeah. translation of it. Because even 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 a game that, that's near and dear to our hearts, Ali, um, Resident Evil, like the voice yeah. acting, the America, the English voice acting is terrible, no matter which yes. way you look at it. So you could imagine yeah. maybe what that would sound like with a Japanese. Uh, you know, the, I would say it probably it's more it's, it's more cohesive and it makes a bit more sense and stuff. You know, yeah, and, definitely. You know, and even even that translates into movies, don't yes. it? You know, I'm a massive anime fan, yep. so and a massive Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli fan, and I'll always choose to watch it mm-hmm. Japanese, Japanese with English yeah. um, subtitles yep. because it's, it just sounds way better and it's the way it was intended. Yeah. Having said that. Studio Ghibli, I think Disney actually do the the voices take over to do the voices, so they're not too bad. Yeah, the Ghibli ones, but anime, I will always watch Japanese. Like, yeah, even from movies. Yeah, even, yeah. even the like I'm, I'm mad about horror films. You can probably see but behind me there, but um, yeah. you know, even even pro, even like um, you know, horror films, Korean horror films, Japanese Ringu. Um, things like even even Squid Game, you know, all that stuff. I watched that in the native tongue, but with the subtitles on. Battle Royale, you name it. It, It's when you start listening to that in English, it just it's not it's not even the voice acting. It just doesn't even feel fluid. It doesn't seem like. So I would say there's a lot of of games out there, like we might be sitting going, oh, Silent Hill's brilliant, and then maybe Mm. someone who's played it in Japanese or, 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 you know, could go, no, listen, the, 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 the stories are a bit skewed when it's in English, but here's what's here's what really should be happening, you know? So it's, it's like Ray was saying, you know, Gears of War got it right, but Halo got it badly wrong, you know, so... Yeah. It's just it's an, it's an interesting interesting point. So, Tim, yeah. then we have time for our honourable mentions. Is there any other games that you would uh, that didn't quite uh, make it to the, the top of the list, but, the, but were quite close? Mm, I've got a few. It's hard to pick pick one. But I think I'll pick a few. I'll just rhyme off top five, whatever you want. Uh, it's fine. Well, I'll, I'll do a quick honorable mention for one, just because it's not so much for a horror game, but just because it's a an overlooked game that's got a brilliant, very unique multiplayer, and that's Zombie U of Wii U. Oh, because yeah. if you, it's got a, it's got a decent campaign mode, and the fun thing about that is when you go into your backpack in your inventory. You look down at your tablet, you're doing your inventory mm. on the tablet, control yeah. pad, the yeah. game isn't paused. So, like, if you miss somebody attacking you while, you, while you're doing your inventory, oh, wow. then you're just going to be getting attacked. So you have to, like, pay attention to both screens. Yeah. And well, that was very clever. But the multiplayer is one person is playing on the TV with a nunchuck and a wand in a first-person shooter style, you know, point-and-shoot, walking around, doing things like capturing bases and stuff like that. The other player on the tablet is almost doing like a tower defense style game as the zombie master choosing where the zombies spawn on the map mm-hmm. from like a top down view. And both those games are very different experiences, but you're playing against each other and it's interactive. And then when you finish a round, it says, do you want to 
have a rematch with the same roles or do I have to have a rematch and switch roles? And I think that's a, it's a really fun multiplayer. Uh, I don't think anything quite compares to that either because obviously it really utilises the Wii U yeah. controls and the gamepad and uh, Wii U wasn't overly commercially successful, was it? So I think it's now getting a bit of a, uh, a bigger fan base now. Mm. Um, and yeah. so because it's actually a great console. But yeah, I think Zombie U, if you've not played it, if you've got a Wii U, definitely try and pick that up because mm-hmm. uh, that is a really fun one. Um, but in terms of horror experience, I would say um, another VR one because I do love my VR horror, uh, and that is the Persistence. Okay, um, never heard of it. On, you know, it's it's on PlayStation. PlayStation, it's a really cool story. I really like the concept of it. Um, it's in space, and the idea is that um, your com- or your mind and your consciousness is on the main computer, and it can be downloaded onto like a 3D printed body. And you get print, 3D printed, your mind's okay, and they've managed to print your body, but there's lots of other people on the ship who've been printed, and they've been printed wrong. Mm. And they've come out as, like, you know, deformed monsters and, and zomb- like really like zombie creatures that have been made from the crew. Yeah. And the way it does is if you die, you, as you go through the game, you can find upgrades and upgrade your body in different ways. But it, you don't actually get the benefit until you die. When you respawn, the computer reprints you back in that first ring. So you always go back to the first room because that's where your body is printed. It's saying, right, we're re-downloading your brain onto this new body with all the upgrades you collected since you last died. And you go off and you do it again. So if you get all the way down to the other end of the ship and you get killed, you get printed again back in the main control room. Um, so in terms of how the game works, I think that's quite clever. Uh, and again, good one for like jump scares and going around the ship. Reminds me a lot of like Event Horizon. It's that mm. horror in space. Beautiful. Um, kind of like Dead Space as well. It's got that... Yeah sci-fi horror feel to it um, and yes it's a good vr one again awesome. just because there's something about doing horror in vr you've got <laughs> headphones on you all you can see and experience is, is the game you're just really immersed Some, i just think it's the perfect I'll, I'll environment you, for the horror i'll tell you one thing tom like you're afraid of custard and beans but you're a braver you're a braver man than i am i would never i couldn't i couldn't immerse myself in vr as much horror vr as yeah, much as you can oh i love horror vr you know, you know what tim can't take he can't take beans in VR. No way. <laughs> no, that would be... Beans in VR. I'm telling you, Tom, you're a braver man than I am. I couldn't I couldn't put myself through that oh, playing right. playing Resident Evil. No and I love horror, but I don't know no if way. I could put myself in that no position. There's, no, there's, no there's, there's no way. So, Arkin, what about you then? Honourable mentions. Is there a couple of games that you maybe thought mm, didn't quite make the, make the show, but, you know, they're, they're good anyway? I'm going to say Res Res Four, Resident Evil Four. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, Resident Evil Four. Great choice, GameCube. Yeah, not just because it's uh, yeah, it's a ju- some parts are jumpy, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just groundbreaking game. It's just an amazing game. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, the parts are it's very creepy, but mm-hmm. not as not as scary as some other games I've played. But um, Res Four just it was just classic. Yeah. So I'm actually playing Resident Evil 4 in VR at the moment. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I'm too sure. <laughs> it's, I should have said that, really, Resident Evil 4 in VR. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I, will, I will stop going around about VR. But, um, no, we actually, love your Resident VR Evil stories, Tom. We love it. Yes. Keep the VR coming. I, I would definitely say Resident Evil 4 in VR is actually one of the best VR games for the mechanics and the controls that I've played because right. if you pick up the weapons and stuff sometimes you play a game you go to grab the gun and your hand has to be in the right and if there's something coming at you you want to grab it quick and if you're there and you're like the hand's not quite in the perfect position and then you pick up the gun and you drop on the floor it's annoying in Resident Evil 4 
as long as you have your hand in the general area, it'll grab the gun. And if you want to let go to grab something else, you just drop it and it'll automatically go in the holster as opposed to falling on the floor. So if someone's coming at you, you fire all your clips into something, you drop it, you grab your other gun over your shoulder, and then you start firing oh, again. Man. And it's a much smoother experience. A lot of the VR games are played with like the Oculus controls. Um, although great, sometimes the inner pinch, the controls, just the, the physics of the game kind of let you down. But the mm-hmm. physics in Resident Evil 4 are, are really solid. So I think it's a really good VR experience as well. Brilliant. Yeah, for survival. Yeah. Um, Sounds like they tried on. to make it actually fun, which is one of the yeah. main things. With those VR controllers, you're always having like a hard time getting it just right. right? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's cool, isn't it? If you're trying to like reload a gun in VR, you want it to feel authentic. Yeah. But at the same time, you want it to just work. <laughs> you, see, yeah. you don't want to be there like, <laughs> oh, no, it's not got it quite lined up properly and it's not working. Yeah. I dropped, dropped a clip on the floor. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely uh, not as realistic, but more fun. Yeah. Any any other games, Arkham, that you had on your list? Um, Dead Space Two, but I, I suppose I already mentioned a little bit earlier about it. That's a uh, yeah for horror, definitely yeah. for horror. That one, you know, that is that made that I had to pay that in broad daylight, literally. Blinds, <laughs> Ryan, blinds, you know, blinds <laughs> closed. I couldn't play that at night, you know. That, <laughs> so from the UK to Costa Rica, we're all playing Dead Space in the, at daytime. With a house wow. full of people, you know, there's no cultural difference when it comes to horror video games. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, Ali, yeah. sixteen bits and bobs. What yes. honourable mentions have you got for us? Let's give some honourable mentions to the mighty Sega. We mentioned a little bit of Splathouse nice. too, but let's big up House of the Dead. What a oh. game! Oh, absolutely, yeah. one of my favourite. Oh. Shoot of ups of all time, especially I mean the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful, is amazing. It is beautiful anyway. But I absolutely love House of the Dead. Um, Splatterhouse too. I-, I mentioned a little bit of Limbo, which is an amazing, beautiful yep. yeah. black and white film mm-hmm. noir style game. I-, I can't remember when that game came out. Whatever it was, if it was ten years ago, if it was fifteen years ago. But it's it's in one of my I would say it's in one of my top ten games of all time. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I absolutely thought it was a um, beautiful game. And an, an amazing thing, what Splatterhouse Two has got, by the way, which is a really cool thing. When you play, if you get caught by the ghosts, it's got a really cool games mechanic where it makes all the buttons reversed. So you've got to play reverse before you break out from the ghosts and. <laughs> I won for the kids Luigi's Mansion, which is an amazing game. Oh, what a game. <laughs> Luigi's yeah, Mansion is amazing. Game. Yeah, great right. game. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're my honourable mentions, I I guess. Awesome. And of course, all the Resident... Any, if anyone's played a Resident Evil game, they're all amazing. They're all brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all brilliant. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I to- totally agree. Totally agree. Ray, what about you? Any honourable mentions? Any other games that, that, that may make the list? Well, I already mentioned uh, a few games that had made me feel uncomfy or scared. Uh, mm-hmm. Those, all of those. But then there is another game that is not a horror game, but builds horror in mm-hmm. you, right? Be- through that uncomfortable setting and whatnot, which is another Metroid game, which is Met- Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. I don't know if you nice. have yeah, guys have played it too, but it builds so much atmosphere of being powerless and alone and compress 
because of the mechanics of the game that it really makes you feel scared at some point. It's very dark. The enemies have like this dark visage, this style to them. And it it really, again, it's uh, incredible that a Nintendo game back in those days with the whole kitty uh, reputation that they had yes. managed to build that uh, sensation in me of discomfort through that atmosphere setting. And again, not a horror game per se, but makes you feel like really bad yeah. and, and miserable. So that will be a, an honorable mention. Again, yeah. not a proper horror, but just mm. scary. Yeah, well, it, it evokes that emotion, doesn't it? Horror comes in many different shapes and forms and, 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 and right. different games. You know, we could argue that maybe Heavy Rain was a horror game, you know. Oh, was a, you good know, game. That's a, that's a, that's a great good game. game. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, a Dobbs game, isn't that right, Tom? Dobbs mm, loves a bit yes, of uh, he loves a bit of heavy rain, but uh, an, an honourable mention for me, and it's a it's a new game. It's a game that's been out this year, and I have harped on about it. I have talked about it on the podcast numerous times. I've had the opportunity to speak to two of its voice actors, and hopefully Ooh. next Ooh. week I'll get to speak Ooh. to the developer, Mister Brian Clark. It is the Mortuary's assistant. Ooh. It is on. Have you played it, Ray? You seen people playing it? I um, there is a very good friend of mine, the Space Wolf, who has been streaming that as part of his Halloween thing. Yes, and it's been quite quite interesting. Yeah. he hasn't been able to figure it out, <laughs> and I've seen him playing it for like twice or three times already, two hours yeah. every streaming session, and he's wow. just not being able to figure out what he has to do to properly finish the game. Mm-hmm. It is an unbelievable game. It is an indie game. Wow. It you can still look at the demo. The demo came out last year. I'm telling you, it was the best game I played last year, and it was just wow. a demo. Wow. And uh, then the full, me. yeah, the full. Uh, it's, it's on PC. It's on Steam. It's the only thing. But uh, it is there mm-hmm. is uh, there is rumors it's coming out for for console and there's a movie coming out based on it as well and the mm-hmm. game's only mm-hmm. literally just out and that's how how much of a how much of an impact it's made. So like I said before, I got to speak to uh, Melissa Medina, who is the voice actress of um, uh, Rebecca and the assistant. Adam, <laughs> the assistant. She is the assistant, and uh, Adam Bennett, who plays Raymond Delver, who is the mortician. And uh, they're the two sort of main stars of the game, but you know, the the game is on. It's so you have to you have to play it so many times. You get so many different mm. endings. It's just so immersive. It's so yeah. creepy. It's you know you're 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 working with dead bodies, but it turns out that they're Ooh. one of the bodies. There's a demon inside it, and you have to try and work out which one's got the demon. And when oh, this is oh, when this is happening, oh. you the things are oh. happening in the mortuary. You're only that you're there yourself. You know, oh. people, you know, faces appear, windows, dark entities appear at the bottom of the corridor. Um, oh, no. Telephone rings, no, fax no. machine no, goes no, off. No, no, it no, is no, no. unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But but listen, and I'm not like shameless plug. But if you want to know more about it, go listen to Melissa and Adam talking about it because they were the. And hopefully, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this weekend or or Sunday I'll be able to speak with Brian, the guy that developed it, Brian Clark. And it's it's been my favorite game. It has been my favorite game. And if anybody's played Return to uh, Monkey Island, the new one. Or monkey, yes. the return oh, of no, whatever. I, I think it's called Return of Monkey Island. The new one. Yeah. Melissa Medina is the is the the zombie ghost that, that's on the ship. Oh. She's the voice actress oh. of that. So whenever she was on the podcast, 
she was just allowed to speak about it there and then. So it was uh, so oh. it was a Mortuary's assistant special. But that is my honourable mention because nice. it is an amazing, creepy, scary game. And mm-hmm. you know, Mad Vlad, Markiplier, Jack Septa guy, all those guys have played it. And uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a great game to watch other people playing. That's what I love mm. about it. You know, because yeah. the the reactions, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like Ray said, those uh, those uh, reactions and those those uh, those game game plays and walkthroughs are, are amazing. You know, so guys, the last question then before we leave, before we head back to our uh, back to our dungeons, caves, and laboratories. <laughs> <laughs> back to prison back to prison for one night <laughs> one night only Ray is in prison so um, he's in prison now he <laughs> could be he could be is there any uh, swing oh no he's not he's, he's at work it's okay it's at work so so last question then and um, it's a bit of a curveball and it's, it's, it's a question that they ask quite frequently on uh, on Tom's Tom's show the retro gaming revival so, Tom, Ali, Ray, and Arkin, with the, the crazy hands, could, uh, could, if you could remaster any horror game, which horror game would you remaster? Tim, we'll start with you. I think if it hadn't already been done, I would be saying Resident Evil. Obviously, they did yep. Resident Evil 2 and 3, and these were really good. And they just announced a Cycle 2 remake. So it's got to be something from that era. So I would say, because I feel like it deserves a second chance, because I think it's overlooked, that's Dino Crisis. Oh! oh. If they redid a modern-day Dino Crisis, because mm-hmm. they, you know, it was never quite as good as Resident Evil or Silent Hill, but it still is a good game. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's got... I feel like it deserves another crack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, agree. Dino Crisis Two, for me, it's like a proto Resident Evil Four. It's more action oriented, mm-hmm. less scary, but yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Dino Crisis One is absolutely dreadful. The thing that dinos can open the the doors after you are happy because you ran away from them really <laughs> blew me away. And and you have like sleeping darts instead of bullets, so it's very very unsettling. Yeah, but you, obviously you've never seen Jurassic Park. You've never seen the raptor get into the kitchen and chase those children. <laughs> so it yeah. has proven that they can open doors. So Ray, you're yeah. you're completely flawed in your argument there. <laughs> <laughs> so Dino Crisis, a remaster of Dino Crisis, except except a bit more, bit more dark, bit more edgy. No dinosaurs opening doors and bullets instead of tranquilizers. I like it. I like your yeah. input. I like your input, Ray. Ali, what about you? Uh, no, I'm just thinking of dinosaurs now. My head is just because if there's two things that I love the most, it is anything to do with space. Yep. The galaxy, the universe, and dinosaurs. So now my head is just in dinosaur mode. So I'm just going to go with Tim and say, because Tim loves it, Dino Crisis in VR. That would be If anything is being remade, it needs to have at least a VR mode or an option to play in VR. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In my humble opinion. Yeah, because there's so many games VR. coming out, isn't there, which are the remakes. I'm sure, like, 4's getting remade. Dead Space mm-hmm. is getting remade. Um, yeah. Silent Hill, the big one what we were recently talking about, Silent Hill 2 is getting remade. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna jump onto Tim's 
and going with Dino Crisis VR, which would, which would actually be a lot of fun. Well, so that fun. would seem like the next sort of step in evolution, excuse the pun, in terms of Capcom bringing out their next big series of games. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. And, would, and Capcom are amazing. Um, yeah. what, what, what they've done, you know. Everyone, do they copy them? I mean, for me, the best beat em up of all time is Street Fighter 2, which, oh, yeah. um, and yeah, then everyone cool. copied that. Then they came out with Resident Evil, and then there's like loads of spin-offs of, of yeah. that. They've made some good stuff. They've made some good stuff. They are they are yeah. definitely innovators when it comes to uh, original gaming. Definitely yeah, couldn't are. couldn't uh, I couldn't agree with you more, Ali. Yeah. So Ray, what about you? What about a remake of of, of not even a horror game, but a, a a scary, creepy, disturbing, twisted game? What what would you like to see remade? <laughs> Well, I don't have a choice for that, really. Uh, but you know what I would love, love to see? I would love to see uh, a horror game based on the 40K universe, Warhammer 40K. Oh, yes. Everything. It's absolutely grim, dark. Nice. Very unsettling. I think it has massive potential. And I've only seen action-oriented games. I think that a horror game in the in the Warhammer 40K universe would be something amazing if done right uh but no i i can think of not a single thing i would like to see remade yeah. um, no not really uh because most of the things that have made me uncomfortable uh, have been uncomfortable the things that i think deserve a, a remake because they were gruesome right so yeah. i already have scorn lying around to take me back to those first uncomfortable feelings by that I was given by Abadox. Yep. So nothing. I can think of nothing right now. I just want a 40K horror game. That's it. Excellent. So you don't want to remaster. You want a brand new game. You want to, you want to see your, your vision come to life. And There's nothing wrong with that. And, and it sounds like it would be uh, right up our street. And, uh, and and what a great idea that would be. Arkham, what about you? Any, any remasters or, or any games that you would like to see be made? I actually didn't have any in mind, but I had a quick little Google as you were talking mm-hmm. about it, and something came up. Oh. Have you ever played Manhunt? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. That came up, and I was like, I forgot about this game. Wow. What yeah. a That's game. Around killing, killing, killing game. People in diff- yeah, killing people in different ways, you know, suffocating and nail guns and all sorts of crazy madness. That in VR would be. <laughs> that in VR. VR. Back yeah. to the virtual world. <laughs> <laughs> real life <laughs> that'd be even more because oh, it was banned right was Manhattan banned it was uh, yeah, yeah it was banned in some yeah. places yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Some countries. so I imagine doing that. that in VR would be even worse you know <laughs> could you imagine you, that you've got your you've got your, your <laughs> motion controls to get the paper bag and, and yeah, put it on yeah, it and everything yeah. Yeah. that's going to get some upset yeah, letters, man. isn't it uh, wow could you imagine you've that you've gone too far too far <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never too far Ali restrain these people that's that's getting out of control. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine now? Could you imagine Manhunt VR or 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 remastered in uh, 4K and all that beautiful Unreal Engine graphics? I made oh Unreal, Unreal Engine Five, man! Oh, Jesus, yeah, that would be uh, that would be amazing. Wow, delicious. For for me, oh. I would I would like to see maybe a remaster of the the Project Zero games. So I'd like to see them maybe oh, come oh, back. Yeah. They would be they would be or Forbidden Siren would be another one. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing remade. You know, but mm. uh, no, I'm in I'm in the the, the, the 
the Dino Crisis camp as well. I would love to see a remaster yeah. of that. You know, yeah. I've never played it on the Dreamcast. Is is, it, is that supposed to be the best port of it or the worst port? I'm not too, I can't remember. I've only played it on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, I think it's one and two are PlayStation One. Then Dino yes. Crisis three. three was on the Xbox. That's, yeah, and then I'd say. Yeah, that's where I maybe get modeled up. I think one as well, um, which I discovered very late. I didn't play this back in the day. I only played it um, a couple of years ago. And that's Parasite Eve. Oh, my oh, God, yeah. what a game. That was really good. Like, I'd never actually heard of it before. I, it, it caught me by surprise, so I hadn't heard of it. Someone described it as being like Resident Evil meets Final Fantasy in the yeah, kind of, you know, it's an RPG Ooh. element of, in horror. I was like, I'll have to give that a go. But yeah, it was that's, brilliant. That's oh, an expensive show. game, the, the buying out. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that on PS One? Yeah, PS One. Yeah, yeah. Both. Yeah, one and two. Yeah, brilliant. What a game! What a what a shout out! What a shout out! So so guys, listen. We have we have come to the end of the 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 Halloween spectacular, and it has been an absolute pleasure. So before we go, before we go, we're going to go round the room and you're going to tell us what's coming up on your channels or what's coming up in your socials and where we can find you. Tim, let's start with you. Where can we find you and what's coming up? Right. I'm going to have to look up what's coming up now. So I need to bring up my app. You know, what, are we, what are we doing? I'm not the organiser. You'd have to speak to Dorbs. Uh, he's one of the kinds of You can find us. Uh, on, I think we've got a presence everywhere. So we've got uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, so just look up Retro Game Revival. Uh, we've, you know, we're quite active on all the platforms, so come along and check us out. And uh, yeah, we tend to go live with our interviews as well, if you want to join us live and join in the chat. And I think we've got some future streams. Uh, we have got... Uh, I'm not sure which one of these are exclusives, so I'll stick to. We're actually being joined by Ali, 16 Bips and Bobs. Oh! And we have been today, so he'll be joining us with the other of the three Gerfeteers, so Goldtooth and Marathon Gaming. Oh. They're going to be joining us for a RGR and the Gerfeteers play Quiplash. Oh, nice. So I've, heard of, I've heard of that uh, I've heard of that Ali Ali guy before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought we'd be playing at Quiplash and I thought who better to have on than these guys because it's going to be comments about girth and oh. all sorts of other <laughs> obscure comments coming <laughs> out. They're always in our chat, like, talking uh, yeah utter nonsense <laughs> sometimes but it's hilarious because like yeah we've got to have these guys on doing the girthy comments <laughs> yeah it's like oh it's, it, it's brilliant you see these two in our chats talking about girth and they're keeping us putting keep, grannies keeping and bingo the... and all sorts oh. of weird stuff <laughs> Um, no, I thought, yeah, we'll get those guys on for a bit of quick flash. So they're going to come nice. and join us. Nice. And uh, Ali Ali, 16 Bits and Bobs, what is yes. coming up? Girth Tuber of the Year. Well, I'm going to be taking the Girth Tuber of the Year. We're going to be playing around with ideas. So I'm going to do a, a an update video with how to take that forward in my own kind of way nice. for the next 12 months. Oh, so is that about like um, YouTuber yeah, of the Year? You're now going to exactly. take, oh, so I'm right, okay. take it now. I, may, I, I might do it as the girth the girth master! girth master. No doubt I'll be playing with a Rampage Talk. We've got to finish the village. So we'll nice. be streaming that on his channel, maybe. Yes. channel, And yeah, maybe a little Halloween special if I get a chance. But if not, you'll find me on 16 Bits and Bobs on YouTube doing, doing some kind of craziness at some point. Nice. No doubt. 
Nice retro gaming and milk. That's what we. That's what we love. Exactly. We love to see it. <laughs> and Ray, what about yourself? What's what's coming up on the socials with yourself? Any of you playing any more games? Have you any reviews? Any more of those amazing pictures coming? Well, uh, you can find me only on Instagram at the GVA Warrior. Uh, I really don't plan on streaming anything or whatnot. Uh, not not other content creation plans right now. Uh, I am flying to the U.S. in the first half of November, so nice. I'll be uh, hunting for cards and games in Ooh. New York for a couple of days, nice. and then a couple of weeks in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and Wisconsin. So my next posts during November are probably of the things that I managed to hunt during that little trip. Um, Other than that, I'm always playing something. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm playing Grounded on the Xbox Series X. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal survival game. It starts slow, uh, but it really grows on you. And I am probably over 100 hours already. I'm also playing Area Chronicles on the Nintendo Switch. And a couple things on the Game Boy Advance. I'm always buying new stuff. I'm a I'm a collector, <laughs> so so I'm I'm getting a bunch of uh, shit on Friday <laughs> for the game we advance. Yeah. It's a little it's a little brown bag of cards. <laughs> oh, goodie bag! Yeah, goodie and, bag. and then uh, that's it. That's what that's what's what's in store for me. <laughs> awesome and you're going to New York and you're going to uh, Minnesota Why that, what a great time to start vlogging Ray this could be the opportunity now for you to start creating content for YouTube and take the plunge because well, we would love to see it and um, we are always yes. welcome here on the RGB Gaming Podcast Thank you. anytime Thank you. and the Rampage Talk what's coming up so I've got the best of Girth Tuba 2022 Nice. Video compilation coming up. Other than that, I'm not too sure. I want to do some Rampage reviews of some mm-hmm. recent pickups I've got. Uh, maybe some live streams of... Yeah, I need to do a live stream of to finish off Resident Evil Village. Nice. I think. Um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, the Rampage Talk. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure other than that at the moment. Awesome. That's good. So tell me this then, guys. Have you enjoyed yourself on the podcast this, uh, this Halloween night? Yeah! Oh, yes! Awesome. Hell yeah! Awesome. And I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it has been an absolute pleasure to get to speak to each and every one of you. So, listen, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming. You have been absolutely amazing, and uh, uh, you have uh, warmed my heart this evening because you are a a great bunch of of guys, and I I, I couldn't have asked for a better panel, so I am truly blessed to have all these great guests on the channel. So, guys, that is the end of the podcast, and I want to thank Tim, Ali Ali, Ray, and Arkin for being an amazing guest. Don't forget to go and subscribe to their channels. Check them out on Instagram and I will see you in the next podcast.